to the Wagner Ministries International Podcast. As you listen to this message, our prayer is that you would be motivated and empowered to follow Christ and lead others to Him. Enjoy. God bless you, my friends. This is Evangelist Kevin Wagner, founder of Wagner Ministries International, welcoming you to our podcast today. On our last podcast, I encouraged you to keep witnessing to and praying for that person in your life who is most hostile to Christianity, like Saul was, because they are often the closest to coming to Christ, because the Holy Spirit is working on them over time. Put your hand to the plow and never look back. Let's take a look at Acts 8, verse 5. The Bible says that Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there. Now, I had wanted to go farther into the story today and get into Philip and Simon the sorcerer, but I just couldn't because there's too much awesome God-breathed spiritual feasting in this verse to move on too quickly. After we've sipped from this one verse today, we'll have digested a full meal of God's Word. And moving on to Simon the Sorcerer would just be gluttony. And frankly, I've had enough of overeating. So today, we get reintroduced to Philip the Evangelist. Reintroduced, you say? Oh yes, folks, because several podcasts ago, you'll remember that in Acts chapter 6... Philip was one of the first seven deacons ever chosen to serve in First Church on Jerusalem Street. Now, one of those deacons had already been killed. That was Stephen. The other five we don't hear about again in the Bible, but Philip the Evangelist is here today in living color. Why do I keep calling Philip the Evangelist? Because Luke calls him that in Acts 21. In Acts chapter 8, we see today the Philip who is called the evangelist and deacon, one of the seven, not Philip the apostle, one of the twelve. So let's get to know this Philip the evangelist better today because we're going to see God use him mightily in a future podcast. Philip has four key characteristics that make him very useful and valuable to God, and they enabled him to be used by God mightily. And they are, in fact, qualities that each of us should strive to cultivate in our lives if we want to be more useful and usable by God as well, which I certainly hope is the key ambition of every one of us here today. Firstly, Philip was broad-minded in the godly sense of the word. The Bible says in verse 5, Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there. Now Philip, the good Jew that he was, went to Samaria to preach, and in so doing was bridging a cultural, racial, and ethnic gap that had a plethora of prejudicial potholes paving the path. In other words, there was a lot of prejudice between Jews and Samaritans at that time. But Philip was open-minded enough in the godly sense of that word to realize that Jesus died for the sins of every man, every woman, every human being on the face of this earth, no matter what color or culture they belong to. Now this is godly open-mindedness. Our culture today generally suffers from ungodly open-mindedness. We all know people whose minds are so open that everything has fallen out. But Philip knew the heart of God. He knew that everyone needs Jesus every bit as much as anyone else. Philip didn't let prejudice prevent him 
from doing everything he could to change a life for eternity. And Philip was also sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Look at verse 26. The Bible says, Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there. Philip, first of all, knew what many today, even church people, have forgotten. That God still speaks directly and specifically to people like yourself. So Philip was intent on listening to God and then obeying him. He was intent also on listening to not just the generalities, but also the specificities of what God was trying to say. In other words, the Bible says you're supposed to love your neighbor, but what neighbor specifically does Jesus want you to invest your time and love in today? So listen for the Holy Spirit speaking to you, and listen to his specific direction and voice for your life today. Because those are the people whose hearts God has specifically prepared to touch through you today. I believe that one of the reasons we don't see more people coming to Christ through us is that we're not sensitive enough, not accurately hearing who God wants us to bless each and every day. So we witness fruitlessly to an unprepared heart while we miss the person with the prepared heart the harp that is ripe for harvest. Friends, practice listening to the Holy Spirit speak to you, since Jesus' sheep do hear his voice. Well, what else was it that about, about Philip that made him such a usable uh, person in God's hands? Well, Philip was also a preacher of the word. Look at verses 34 and 35 of chapter 8. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. You know, not every Christian is called to be a preacher in the sense of standing up on stage in front of multitudes, as I often do at our crusades. In fact, Philip wasn't called to do this either. He was called to be a deacon, which at that moment in time meant to be involved in mercy ministries, helping the needy of his day through the Jerusalem church. But Philip did what every Christian, every one of you listening today, has a special calling and obligation to do, an obligation and calling given to you by your Lord Jesus Christ himself, and that is this, to tell people about Jesus. Now, this uh, telling can be one-on-one, -on -one, just like Philip did here. It doesn't have to be pulpit-style preaching. In fact, evangelism is often more effective one-on-one -on -one anyway, you and a friend, than having a preacher speaking generally to the masses. Philip was a soldier, ready and waiting to go to war and be used by God to help a soul get saved. He was a living example of his friend Peter's words in 1 Peter 3.15. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. And those words, friends, are for us, for you as well. God placed that government official in Philip's way that day so Philip could tell him about Jesus. 
and thus get him saved. And God has placed many people in your lives in the past that he has given you a chance to share Jesus with. Have you made good on most of these opportunities? Or have you fumbled or ignored them? As I've said before, God is only concerned about our past in so far as it affects our present and will affect our future. So you've fumbled past chances to share Jesus with friends. So you've ignored opportunities to share Jesus with people you've just met. So what? Jesus doesn't love you any less. He just wants you to confess your lack of obedience in the past and get on with the exciting chances in the present and the thrilling opportunities in the future. Get on with life. You've failed before. Well, so have I. So did Peter, Paul, and the rest of them. But that didn't stop them. Just ask God for more chances today to tell people about Jesus and tomorrow and the next day. You'll get them. Don't regret your past. Just ask the Lord to help you make good in the future. And be ready, like Philip, to tell the people who God places in your path that Jesus loves them enough, and so do you, to care about their eternity. One more thing about Philip. He had a godly household. Luke says this in Acts chapter 21, verses 8 and 9. Leaving the next day, we reached Caesarea and stayed at the house of Philip the Evangelist, one of the seven. He had four unmarried daughters who prophesied. Philip had a home on the coast. Maybe it was a nice first century beachfront villa. Or maybe he had one until Saul and his thugs found out he was a Christian and trashed it. I don't know. But the Bible makes it clear that Philip's home was a place where other people were welcome, especially other Christians needing a place to stay. The Bible makes it clear that Philip's children talked about Jesus and the things of God freely and openly in their house. They were comfortable to do this, and their father encouraged it. The Holy Spirit was a permanent resident of that house, not just someone who lived there, but someone who spoke and was spoken to. Someone who was paid great attention to. A real member of the family. Parents, pour Jesus into your kids. I've said this before, but I'll say it again because it's so crucial in God's plan for this world and for your lives. It's never too late to start building a godly household and foundation for your family. It's the same type of thing I said earlier today. You may look back on things you've said or done as parents and realize mistakes you've made. Regrets about things you wished you would have done differently. Well, what parent hasn't made mistakes? What parent doesn't have some regrets? My encouragement for you today is simple, common, biblical sense. Learn from your past and build a better future starting today with Jesus' help. You may have small children. You may have teenagers. Your children may be grown and only return home occasionally. It doesn't matter. I encourage you today to create an environment in your home where the things of God are talked about openly and naturally and with enthusiasm and excitement. I encourage you to make the Holy Spirit a part of your family where you speak to Him and you listen intently to what He has to say back to you. 
make your home a safe and nurturing Christian environment that will build up your children, your family, into strong and mature Christians. Men and women of God prepared and ready to face the attacks of the world openly, head on, and in the power of God, not retreating, but rather taking territory for Jesus along the way. When you build a godly foundation in your home like this, it will reap spiritual dividends in the years to come. The Word of God encourages you to strive for that today. So friends, reach out to those unlike you. Don't let prejudice leave your Christ-starved neighbors empty for eternity. Listen to the Holy Spirit as He speaks to you specifically about who He wants you to touch each day for the Lord. Be ready to share Jesus with each person God places in your way in the days ahead. And build up your babies. Strengthen your sons and daughters and pray for your prodigals. In God's timeline, it is never too late to begin changing past mistakes and regrets into spirit-filled and exciting futures for you and those you love. Let's learn those four things from Philip the Evangelist today. As always, my friends, I look so forward to our next podcast where we will move further into the book of Acts as the Holy Spirit uses His Word to help us walk daily in the power of God. Have a blessed day in Jesus. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope that you were encouraged by today's message. For more information regarding Wagner Ministries International, go to wagnerministries.org. And if you need prayer for anything, please email us at prayer at wagnerministries.org. God bless.